Welcome back to Shock and Odd, the oddcast about horror, lore, and everything in between. We're your hosts, Sammy and Blake. What's up? I know we've been gone for a while. There is some circumstances that uh, held us back from creating episodes where it was like holidays with us, Halloween vacations, um... And the fire here kind of fucked some shit up because Blake got super, super sick. And we've just been, you know, living for the last couple of weeks. So forgive us. But we wanted the chance to go over American Horror Story, how our how our feelings are about the the newest season apocalypse and just talk about um, the season as a whole. Yeah, we were doing some like recaps per episode, but now at this point, since we did have this gap, we're going to uh, sum up what kind of happens towards the last couple episodes. But then mostly we're going to talk about, you know, the the season as a whole, primarily, kind of yeah. see what we thought about it and stuff like that. And we left off on episode eight, where basically shit starts to hit the fan. We're almost at the end of the season and everything kind of comes together from eight, nine and 10, which I thought was yeah. really cool, which is really good because at this, but that's where, I mean, I think the, just, it speaks to the entire season that there were rumors that the next season is also going to be about this story too, because it seemed like so much was already gonna going to go unanswered. You know, right. because it was just like, there's no way that they can wrap this up. And they, they did. Um, of course, they leave a couple of things out because that's the nature of American Horror Story. But for the most part, I think that they wrapped this up well. And, you know, like, um, you know, as far as like the beginning of that last, the eighth episode, what do we see? They had just burned the warlocks and Miss Mead. And then you see him coming back from his little journey. And that's where he really starts getting like because you know this is a whole journey of him not really knowing what to do and now he's just pissed and he finds the satanist group you know it's like that's when you're like shit starts really happening yeah he goes into revenge mode too yeah almost yeah, yeah. every one of his choices has to do with the revenge of the witches for killing miss mead mm -hmm. um and we get to see how miss mead was made and how Basically, Langdon meets the, the, what do you call it? The group of people. The cooperative slash yeah, the Illuminati? The, yes, slash the Illuminati. Yeah. That's what it I was is, going for. Yeah, it is funny because he meets, I forget the names of Evan Peters' um, geeky character as well as Coco's boyfriend, but not boyfriend geeky character. The two <laughs> nerds who made uh, Miss Mead. But like, yeah, they're Mutt and Jeff. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I do like that. They they're the ones who create Miss Mead and they're also talking through Miss Mead to Michael. And Michael doesn't almost honest, like doesn't comprehend that. And then and he's you can just kinda... see in his eyes a little bit that he doesn't quite fully believe that Miss Mead is saying these things to him. 
for a second when he's talking to her in that little um, dining room area, mm-hmm. she says something and he looks like that little cock, the cock of the neck and the little tinge of the eyebrow for a split second there. Well, which is true, but that also yeah. means that he did for the longest time, but he also seem to have forgotten that this is a robot and then you actually see that it's like Mutt and Jeff on a computer like looking at the you know like responding to what they're saying and then then they kind of like help because he's kind of like vengeance on the witches he's like I want to get vengeance and then they're like no let's let's make sure that let's try to make sure that he is doing what he's here for which is ending the world so they kind of like all right, you should meet the cute guys and then yes that's how they do the whole <laughs> they meet the heads of the operation yeah. with binders and spreadsheets about how they're gonna plan to <laughs> kill the rest of the world which yeah. I thought was really funny <laughs> I was like oh yeah. wow you're so organized now cut to five oh. minutes before that and he's this little boy asking what do I do next and then I actually did think it was really funny that um, he, when Miss Mead is asking him, and it's actually kind of goes back and forth between the Jeff and Mud guy being like, what the fuck did he just say? Because they're asking about, like, what's his strategy to take over the world? And he's like, well, I think I should, maybe I should, you know, run for president. Yeah. And then I could do this. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, no. Are you getting all your ideas and inspiration from the omen? <laughs> and he's like, there's not a lot of source material to go off of. So it's, there's like, it is, it is humor, um, but he's also really serious. But um, honestly, like, if you were in that position as the Antichrist, what would you go off of? I would probably do some research in some horror movies, you know? Well, especially when, you know, like, the, if you truly are the Antichrist and, there's already this massive stigma and legend behind you and you're like no i really am this yeah like what what can you really go off of especially when your father or if it you know as satan himself isn't really speaking to you that well but i think when he like went on his little journey and went into the woods and stood there for three days i think that his father's response was him finding the satanist group i think that's really what that was um which was in- interesting enough, but that kind of led him to, um, I'm just going to call them the geeks again. And, <laughs> but that, that really did ultimately lead them to, which led him to the Illuminati, um, which right. is exactly what he needed to do. So it's like, essentially his father did do what he needed. Um, so that was interesting. Um, but then also, um, kind of switching gears cause yeah, he's in revenge mode, but then remember, the second to last episode is like I forgot. Oh, it was Dina. They were like af- well, Dina. It was like after the witches kill Miss Mead, they're like, "Oh, he gonna be mad," and so <laughs> they are in the house, and yeah, like Dina and Dina fucks everything up. Well, I mean, the witches put a spell, a protection spell, on the house so that no demon or anything can enter. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Okay, we're chilling. We're cool." And then Miss Voodoo Priestess comes up and fucks all that shit up with her magic. She basically breaks that spell. And this is leading into Fire and Rain, Episode 9, where 
I mean, the first part of the episode is her breaking that spell, Michael coming in and then just destroying yeah, with all nails. of the girls. Because yeah. they're trying to use those little nails to, to like for the spell. And then they all, I think Zoe and all of them like raise him up and then he just backfires him. It's just like, it's crazy. It's epic. They, yeah. It's an epic scene. Actually, I think, I, yeah. Go ahead. I think episode nine is one of my favorites. Nine and yeah, ten. That, it was sure. really good. And I actually really like rewatching it because I remember watching it the last time. It's not that I wasn't paying attention. I think I was watching it with somebody. And so I think I just didn't really have my attention set the way I normally do if I'm watching it alone. And mm-hmm. watching it last night, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was intense. So much cool stuff happens. I mean,. It- all the girls die. They go and escape to uh, um, the Swamp Witch's house because it's like out in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, this is pretty much the coming of age story for Mallory. She, you know, real they realize that she is like the next Supreme and they try to coach her onto traveling through time. Yeah. And Myrtle gives her kind of like this little test. It's like, oh, if you can save this little witch's life from, you know, way back when, then we know that we can use you for another purpose. Well, that's what I I really, really love that part, because I'm not sure if you know the story of the the Russian family, the the Romanovs. Um, It's like and that's why I just really, really praise the creators. Um, But sorry, before I go into that little tangent, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, the what I really loved about the Romanovs is, like, um, or the story and that American horror story will just grab something from the past, just like th- what they did with the Zodiac in the last season of Cult. Oh, yeah. Just, like, <laughs> just they, they will just take, like, little facts that they can misconstrue um, and make them, you're like, oh, no, that was this. And you're like, fuck you that's kind of really interesting but the um what they said that the um that they spun the daughter trying to do a spell and to like protect they were, them yeah. to protect them is because when though that family was really getting shot they it took a, a shitload more bullets to kill them and then their only real explanation for that is that they had they were wearing so many jewels that the bullets were ricocheting off of that. And that's real. And that's yeah. like, if you look into the history, so that's what I thought was like super crazy. And I like that wanna, idea yeah. of putting it on its head and twisting it around and being like, no, she was actually doing no, the protection she was prote- spell. Yeah. There's somebody who's doing a spell. That's why. Um, but yeah, that's just like crazy. And then you can totally get the whole Rasputin thing. Um, but yeah, but anyway, like I love that they, they went that way because that was like it's like doesn't it's not necessarily super important to the story but it's like a very american horror story thing to do and i yeah (laughs) it definitely is um cordelia is having like this like mental breakdown of like should i die and let her rise to be the next supreme kind of shit Mm And there's a lot of woe is me, I don't want to be my mom kind of shit going on. They all go back to the cooperative and all the warlocks are dead. So they're just like, at this moment, they're just creating a strategy and a plan to go forward with, 
you know, trying to beat this, trying to get through the apocalypse enough so that they can take him off guard and like fucking annihilate him. And you see a bit of the planning stages in this in Rain and Fire or Fire and Rain. But the most badass shit happens in the last episode. And I'm going to say, like, I got chills in the last episode. Not going to lie. When you see, which I didn't know she was coming back. Who? Um, oh, well, no, I think that was totally by design because they even had an interview with her saying why she wasn't returning. So this was a to- or something to the effect like they totally played us with that. Yeah, they 100 so percent did. Yeah. And basically it shoots back to current present time where the witches go to wake up Mallory and Coco and shit like that. And this is like the final countdown. In mm-hmm. the last episode. So, um, they try to, they, they wake everyone up and you get to see the confrontation between the Dina and she basically is like, I'm on the devil's side, you know, like I mm-hmm. got what I wanted from him. Fuck mm-hmm. you guys. I, I'm not playing that game. Yeah. But Miss Marie Laveau comes out and fucking they swap. She sends her into the depths of hell um, with the voodoo god to take over her time. Basically, yeah, what, was it, what was it? Because she wasn't actually she wasn't good at torturing people. She wasn't like yeah. She wasn't innately evil, and right? Like, so that's why I thought that that was an interesting. You're like, yeah, she did it. Um, but yeah, but I they wanted someone more evil. Who yeah. who else is better than this Dina character who basically laid all of those girls to rest? You know, she yeah. Marie Laveau was kind of a uh, she was a badass wonder 100 percent for sure. But she would never do that. No matter how much she wanted those witches dead, she would have never killed them. And we can see that from Coven. She never really, she knew that they could, you know, defend themselves against those zombies in the Coven episode. Like, if she really wanted them dead, she could have done it, but she never really did. She never really tried. So I think that's the difference between Marie Laveau and this Dina character. And I'm like, I'm really liking that they kind of like sent her to hell. Yeah, it's fun. It was a really, really interesting twist. Like, again, unnecessary but love that they did it like it's like i just like that they keep you kind of guessing in a time where like they're trying to wrap shit up they keep like throwing these wrenches into the whole situation and you're like what the fuck where did that come from yeah Um, and i think that's cool yeah hell yeah i love it and i mean the episode kind of goes on with them you know i think uh what's her name Madison shoots Langdon to buy time. Um, And then we see them kind of going back and forth fighting. And the most beautiful thing that Cordelia could ever do to sacrifice herself to allow Mallory to become the Supreme with enough time to you know, fuck Michael's perception up for a second, but then also she has enough time to travel back in time. Yep. 
Yeah. And like, I 100% was expecting that. Like, I don't, I mean, it was done beautifully and tastefully and just, you were still just so, yes. But I'm like, they, they have brought, or she has brought up her own death enough that I know I feels like I know that she's gonna do something. <laughs> she's gonna do it she, of course and and it just like it still came out like such a fucking badass kind of gesture and right. then yes 100% fucking Mallory goes back to like right after he had a bad fight with what was his grandmother's name Agnes no um I, for, I forgot his um oh Langdon yeah 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 constance constance there we go he's getting he's gotten to a fight with she goes back in time she you don't see her again for a minute but constance and him get into a fight he runs out to go run away and then fucking mallory runs him over at the car yeah and she just i think she backs over him too right yeah, she back. She runs him over, backs over, runs him over again, backs over again, and then drives away. And Constance <laughs> sees it happen, goes over and holds him, and he's like, "Bring me to the to the house so I can like be with you guys." And she's yeah. like, "Fuck you," no. and walks away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you know it kind of goes back to. Mallory showing up at Miss Robichaux's academy and yeah. saving Queenie and Misty and Madison from their previous fates beforehand so that they mm-hmm. don't die. And then, you know, goes through the process of like, I'm just no one. No big deal. My question very... is, what does she keep those supreme powers or not? Probably not. Right. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Because, I mean, technically Cordelia died and those powers came to be inside of her. She traveled through time, fixed everything. Cordelia is now still alive. Does she still have supreme like powers? And that's why in the beginning of the season, she had such great power to begin with. Mm, I mean, I feel like she had those she she had those latent powers anyway. Um, but I, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, she has the potential to be the Supreme and she's going to be the Supreme anyway, but now she can just rise to the supremacy in a more tasteful, less apocalyptic way. (laughs) Right. Well, Um, I mean, then we get to see the, those two characters who are in the beginning of Outpost 3, Tim and Emily, And they're living normal lives. She's, you know, protesting and he's a college student and they meet and they, you know, fall in love, have a kid who repeats the process, kills the nanny. And then Anton LaVey, Samantha Crow and Mead visit them claiming that they're there to help. And that's how like the season ends. So it's kind of like. Oh, we're going to start this shit all over again, but this time yeah. we're going to do it right, you know? Yeah, because that's what you are worrying or wondering why that they're trying to pair these people up in the very beginning. And it seems like such a different story, you know? Like, right. when you're like, who the fuck are they? They die so early ish. And, and then you think about it, of course, they're trying, they want to pair people up who are most likely to bear the Antichrist. 
Yeah. Like, if they needed to do, if he needed to be reborn somehow, like, I'm sure with the stars and alignment and bullshit like that, that's how that they were working. You know, I'm curious, though, here was my initial thought, because I was at work on lunch break when I watched this episode and for the first time. And then I ran over to a coworker of mine who all had seen it or who was up to date on American horror story. And I was like, okay, end of the episode, Tim and Emily have the antichrist. What if the reason they were able to bring the antichrist through is because they were dead in a previous timeline so that ghost fucking thing happened again <laughs> technically throughout time or is it something related to their DNA like this is this is what I don't understand they look like two normal ass people they don't have trauma in their past they don't have that situation where they're boned by a ghost but maybe because they died in a different timeline that was able to bring through with the Antichrist no, I don't think. I mean, for for me personally, what I thought, I didn't even think it would be even that deep. I think that it would be focusing on more of an astrological type of way that they were born at this time with the certain planets aligned. Just like when they when they first approach Michael Anton Levey, they were talking about how things are all in alignment for this location. And we followed the star to find oh. you. I think it's more along the lines of that. Um, Interesting. Because that, that makes it a little more mystical rather yeah. than like, oh, well, you died. You know, in a... Yeah. In a I mean, not to say, like, ooh, that's just too much. You know, like, because we're Because <laughs> it's American, American Horror Ho- Yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, that's too far. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, um, that's too much thought. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's just what I had always thought of when I, um, when I thought of them. Yeah. I mean, I loved this season. I think they did a really great job. I think that the first three episodes could have been maybe one and a half and they could have started getting into all of the other stuff with the backstory. And I would have liked it a lot more. It would have been my all time favorite season. I don't think we needed all of that I don't know it just all the outpost stuff could have been handled in pretty much one episode instead of you know dragging it out to three and then could it be Satan was the like turning point where we got to start to see some other part of the story yeah like I feel almost now that I know how it how it how it's actually constructed that I need to rewatch the entire season again because like I was just waiting for so much progress mm-hmm. within the first couple of episodes, not constant backstory and the entire season is backstory essentially. So it's really, I had all these expectations that were not met until I just finally way past halfway through the season that I'm like, okay, that's when I finally accepted that that's how this is going to like lay out and then um and it's funny because i think within the first couple of episodes that's what actually omar had said and he was like i wonder it's like they're gonna end they the very last episode is going to be when they're at that situation that we just saw when they're at the boys school meeting him and it totally it was 100 percent how it how it got played out and you're like i'm like no 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 I'm like, I don't want that. So I'm going <laughs> to not acknowledge that. But that's exactly what happened. Yeah, pretty much. 
I mean, I liked it. It was, it wasn't so many competing concepts that I wanted to stab myself in the brain, like some of their other seasons, which I thought I really appreciated. I mean, they had the robot at first. I was like, really, you're going to add robots into this, but then it makes sense down the line. Um, and it stayed within Coven and Murder House very nicely. That was yeah. a very yeah. easy blend of two seasons. I think they did a great job. And I think maybe next season they'll do a blend of two other seasons. You know? Yeah. Like maybe they could mix Cult in with another season. I think that would be really cool to continue the Cult season and maybe mix in... Boy, I suppose you could do, like, the hotel with that a little bit. I mean, they already proved that they can throw in hotel in this season, so. Yeah. um, Yeah. I I don't think that they've. I think me and you really were really, really hoping they would explain why Queenie died. And I was really satisfied with their answer of, like, how she's stuck in that place. I, I think they went above and beyond. With, yeah. with with that because like it's just good it's just mm-hmm. I really really enjoyed it yeah they did a good job this season gets a stamp of approval it gets eight shocks out of odds yeah um, and it, it's I mean like just the concept alone kind of give, lends itself for me for it to be a favorable season for me um, I love witches I love demons I love the devil like I like this is just has so yes I love it I don't, I'm not really like obsessed with the apocalypse or anything but still I just think <laughs> that it was it was so it was done well and you know like as far as the first season goes I really wasn't a huge fan I didn't dislike it but I didn't really necessarily care for it too too much it was it was actually Coven that got me into the series as as a whole but i think mm-hmm. that the way that they implemented the first season into this season you can tell it was just playing a part it mm-hmm. this was basically 80 percent coven yeah <laughs> like definitely 15 percent fucking murder house and then the rest is its own thing uh which i love i love about that um but i mean what you were saying uh before is that they might revisit coven Probably not on the next season, but they're definitely going to bring back witches at some point again. Yes. Ryan Murphy did say that it is not going to be this season, this next coming season. Um, but he had, there's apparently quoted like something. He's like, we have a, a lot of we have something really fun planned in some of the later seasons with the witches. So that is awesome. I'm really glad because I think that in terms of like the the characters, the story, mm-hmm. everything about Coven was their best season and their best cast, you know, even with the addition of Coco and Mallory, I, I think they fit in really well. Um, especially cause you were right. She's kind of like a passive little bitch in her real life, but had the personality of, of Mallory or Madison. Um, when they did the, the memory spell on her. And I really appreciated that. She was such a bitch. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love that even before it happens, I love how Coco is like, I'm so sorry, whatever I say to you, because it's rough. <laughs> like she yeah. is. I love that. She at least acknowledges it. And then she just goes ham basically. <laughs> yeah. It was good. 
Um, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do for next season. But this one, I would say, like, in terms of favorites, it's probably number two. Because Coven will always be number one in my heart. Yeah, you know, I, I need to... Man, I guess I didn't even think of ranking it. I have a really special place in my heart for cult, oddly enough. And I just don't mm-hmm. know where I'm going to place it. And I don't think I'm like ready to give that one a number. But because of that, I don't think I'm ready to give this one a number either. But I really, really did like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like it in ve- for very, very different reasons that I like cult. So that's where it's kind of hard to rank them. But yeah, like, I mean, again, the only reason I ever started watching American Horror Story was that I heard season three was going to be about witches. I already had tried the first season and didn't get into it. And it wasn't until, and I had never even like heard of Asylum. So um, when I heard about season three, I was like, okay, let's do this. And then after loving season three, that's when you started paying attention to them. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'll give this my time. I moved into my now apartment six years ago and hadn't heard of anything American horror story. Oh, it's almost seven years. Um, I didn't have a TV with cable on it. And at the time I was kind of a horrible human being always doing drugs and getting drunk. So I didn't really pay attention to TV shows, but when I moved into this house, a lot of things changed. I had a stable job. I'm now a saint if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> but then I, my roommate was like, oh, have you ever seen this American Horror Story? And I think you'd really like it. And I watched Murder House and I knew, I knew from that day forward that I would have a love affair with American Horror Story. And I've, I've had love-hate relationships with other seasons. Like, for a really long time, I did not like Asylum because I felt like there was too many things too many plot lines, too many different types of creatures or beings or whatever. But then I recently rewatched it and I feel God, like I love Asylum. I feel I like love they Asylum. <laughs> Yeah. It it now now I can say that I like it. Hotel I it still is. have to give another chance to I hear that. Yeah. Hotel the children. Get rid of the children. I need Why to do you rewatch need yeah. them? Yeah, 100%. And I think, honestly, I think the reason that I found I liked Asylum so much is the story between, I think, um, Lana. I think her her entire story and her struggle. I liked how, like, emotional I got. And then I really loved, um, um, oh, God, I forgot her name. Um, main, Mm. main bitch. Um, the one, the one who ends, um, the nun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just really loved how it ended with her and then how she was just like, she totally transformed. I really liked the character development of that thing, despite, yes. Like when she was broken down and she was like electroshock therapied and she became this shell of a woman and Mm -hmm. she had a really good story. They gave so much life to both of those characters. I mean, all of them had really great stories, but those two, they were emotional and raw and you got to see so many different stages of them as people and how they can take tragedy and with Lana's character she created an empire and with the nun's character she fell from her empire 
down into almost nothing and then was reborn into this like grandmother like character. And I gotta say, Evan Peters is really just grown so much as an actor from this show. From his Evan like um his Tate character all the way up to being able to play like five characters in a in a mm-hmm. season, which I think is phenomenal. You don't really yeah. see Thaisa Farmiga playing mm-hmm. eight different roles in a season. I mean, she played two different roles in Roanoke. This. Oh, and then two. And did she play a two in Roanoke? She, oh no, it was just one. She played one character in Roanoke. She's never really played a crazy amount of characters. And even in this one, she was Zoe and she was Violet, but their characters are so similar that I didn't really. Oh, <laughs> yes. Like yes, they there's are. no there's one. no range there. They tried to make the Zoe character more adult like with her you know, speech and her as a teacher and stuff. But, you know, she doesn't really have a wide gamut of characters, honestly. They're all very meek and... One smokes and one's a witch. That's the only (laughs) difference. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that Evan Peters really is doing a good job trying to capture all these different roles, and they're really putting him into different roles that really speak to him. And Sarah Paulson, she always kills it. Fantastic, yeah. Like, I mean, they will always be the the two front runners of the show, and I love that um, the creators of the show just see that and they kept them on, and then also that they stayed on. I'm sure that, I mean, it's it's not like it'd be it's not like it'd be like less interesting because everything's different, but it's still the fact that they have stayed so long. That's what makes this fantastic for both of these characters or these actors and I think it's really cool it's almost like a job interview it's like you get to show it's like staying at one job you get to like be like oh well I did this for this long at this one job but like for these two they get to show such a a different breadth of work and what different characters yeah it's a tv show yeah it's a horror tv show yeah it's an anthology anthology tv show but they are always playing drastically different characters and if that's not a fucking like portfolio yeah yeah that's just like you have that's just fantastic for them and i love it yeah and i mean emma roberts she's been doing good but she's always the same character too she doesn't really have a mind-bending different performance she's always kind of bitchy and yeah, you know. I, I mean, yeah, she she's being typecasted for that, but she does it so well. Yeah, she does. Um, it's effortless. So, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So she's like still the same character from what is it, Scream Queens, and everything like that. Like, um, which I never finished, but I need to. Yeah, and I think Billy Lord. Oh, Billy, she is just a great addition. I'm, you know, yeah. Wait, and I forgot who's her. Who's her? Mallory. I no no I know but like uh, her, her parents. Um, oh God. Um, no, it's like some. It's like somebody that you'd be like, oh, it's Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is her mother. Oh really? The the late Carrie Fisher. Yes. Oh. So that's what uh, that's why I was like, oh, I did I I didn't know that, but I, I didn't that was, like, know really that either. Int- yeah. Um. But yeah, she is like such a fantastic 
fantastic addition. Yeah. She did such a real. She played this really weird, mysterious character in Cult, but then yeah. like she, she, because you really didn't know what was going on with her, but then you kind of see what how how good she is, and then she just. I'm so happy that she got such, such um, not not to say that her cult character wasn't so massive, um, but like she was just like such a, she was like the be all end all character of this latest season. So that's yeah. kind of awesome. That's a that's a crazy thing to be, kind of a supporting character in cult, and then end up being the 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 reason everything yeah. ends up well in the next season. You know what I mean? Like she's no definitely, yeah. <laughs> Which um, I think I, they kind of like every season they've portrayed one of the characters as the main character in every season. I mean, cause the first season was really focused on, um, Thaisa and then the second Kids, season the was Evan Peters pretty much in the center, but then was also Sarah Paulson's huge role. And then, you know, kind of go, they kind of pick and choose between different characters to be like primaries and subsets. And I really appreciate that, that it's not always, you know, based around the same people that they kind of interchange it a little bit. Yeah. And they, they, if you're an actor on that, you, don't have to worry about like all right well if i just you know if either my contract is for a couple more seasons or i decide to stay like i don't have to worry if this role i have on this season is small i could still have a, a like a, a major major character on another season and i'm still like adding to my you know profile of this show and i think that yeah like i think that's smart hell yeah overall great season Right. Yeah, I think it was it was very very interesting. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I think it surprised me a lot because I was just so I didn't know how they were going to go for the longest time, because it's very like all right, whoa, the world it starts with the world ending, so yeah. it's kind of like okay, all right, and I think that's really cool because that's really different, and then yeah, having everything basically be backstory. That's really the only. Th- way that they could do it and then yeah like i mean i think it was very very interesting um again the michael character kind of kind of annoyed me but i think he still did a fantastic job yeah like, i think he's a great i think he's a great actor um he just personally to my taste kind of annoyed me <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry not sorry you're an yeah. annoying little bitch <laughs> But I mean, that ends it for this episode. We love American Horror Story. We're going to be doing this again next year, 100%, because we love it so fucking much. Um, Our episode structure is going to change yet again. We are full-time fellas. We have full-time jobs and full-time stuff going on outside of the podcast. So for right now, we're going to be scaling it back to two times a month. Um, but that's okay. Cause you're going to get more horror, more horror. Yes. And it, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll still do it. This actually even allows us to put some more effort into the episodes that we do produce for you. 
Um, so that's what I think um, I'm excited for. We're going to give you, uh, you know, more focus on horror, art, and film. And that's what my, not to say I don't have passions elsewhere, but I could literally just talk about a horror movie and then I could just dissect the fuck out of it forever. So I think that, yeah, I think that'll be really fun. And then, yeah, we sh- you'll be seeing um, all sorts of, we have, we have, Sammy has some things cooking. We have some things cooking. So it should be interesting to see how these all unfold. But we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. And our next episode is going to be probably talking about more recap stuff um, with Sabrina, Hill House, um, Suspiria. We saw that recently. And we're going to make sure that we get to all of those new blockbuster horror movies as soon as they come out just for you guys definitely excited good stuff is coming (laughs) awesome guys well thank you so much for listening and don't forget to like comment and subscribe subscribe that's that word (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening and as usual stay fucking spooky and keep it creepy (laughs) 